Possibly Speaking, a podcast that explores the highest spheres of spiritual thought as they find expression in our lived experience. Here's our host and the Mashpia of the Light Revealed, Rabbi Joey Rosenfeld. Hey, Chevra. So it's that time of year again, and we're beginning to enter into the process of Elul. We're beginning to enter into the process of undertaking the attempt to walk along the road of tshuva, to walk along the road of moving back towards the place that we know that we want to be at. Now, for many of us, we understand full well, we understand better than most what it means to feel distant, what it means to be cast out, and what it means to meander off of the path, whether it's because we were pushed off of the path by individuals who were unkind, whether it was that we were pushed off the path by individuals who couldn't do any better, whether it was because the path itself just pushed us off on our own, Reality has had its way with many of us and has left us grappling with an attempt to come back to our original selves. Throughout the process of addiction, throughout the process of recovery, throughout the process of encountering difficulty and moving forward, what we feel is that we're falling away from the way that things are supposed to be. And now we're trying to climb our way back to the way that things are supposed to be. This is generally how our experiences have been taught to us, as well as how we've understood tshuva. The notion of tshuva, the notion of return, the notion of recovery has been seen as a two-step process. On the one hand, there is the way that the person is supposed to function. There is the way that we're supposed to behave, to be good boys, good girls, good children, good students, good citizens, etc., etc., law-abiding and following the rules, not creating any difficulty. And then in reaction to that ideal, we come and we experience ourselves where our lives are very often the polar opposite of those expectations. We come with our struggles. We come with our hypersensitivity. We come with our sense of not being paid attention to, of needing more than what our siblings or our friends might be getting. And that eventually, when those needs or that attempt to get more out of life because we feel that we need more, when those requests and those attempts, whether we communicate it clearly or communicate it indirectly, when those attempts towards getting the moreness that we need, the more attention that we need, the more comfort that we need, the more engagement that we need, when those attempts fail, we begin to find the moreness outside of ourselves. And we begin with objects and we begin with processes. And this is the slow and steady march into the territory of addiction. Mm-hmm. Addiction is the attempt to receive the more that I need from reality when I am not getting it from the places that I would rightfully like to get it from. I'm not getting it from my loved ones. I'm not getting it from the world. I'm not getting it from my higher power. I'm not getting it from myself. And therefore I will begin to search out anything in the world that is going to give me that sense of moreness, that comfort that I so desperately seek. And when a person tries and fails over and over to find something in this world that's going to allow them to feel that moreness that they want, we uncover the possibility of substances or behaviors that provide a momentary illusion of intoxication, and we run with it. Not because we're pleasure-seeking creatures, not because we feel that we deserve to get higher than others or because that we don't care anymore about consequences, but simply because we are acting 
acting rationally. As we've said over and over, it is our best thinking that has gotten us here. And an individual who is struggling for that moreness that they feel that they so desperately need, looking for it everywhere, under every nook and cranny, under every stone, and coming up empty-handed, ashen-faced, and returning back into a retreat of hopelessness, when I suddenly find an object or a substance that provides me with the moreness that I have so desperately been seeking, I would be crazy to leave it aside. If I finally taste a taste of victory, a victory that I've been searching for for my entire life, and I find victory and it makes me feel good in addition to the victory that it offers me, the reasonable thing for me to do is not to wake up the next morning and say, I'm never going to do that again. I'm going to stay away from it. The reasonable thing to do in that situation is for a person to say, I have found the victory I've been searching for, and I am going to do this day in and day out until my last day. That is the reasonable reaction of an individual who feels that they have finally found the answer that they have been looking for. When we begin to allow ourselves to look at our narrative a little bit differently, to break free of the typical way that addiction or struggle has been framed, we know that we can break free from this old narrative. This old narrative that tells me things are supposed to be this way, my life has gone the other way, and now my job is to get back to the way life is supposed to be. That is not what we have to do in addiction or in recovery. Because if the addict or the alcoholic or the individual who's suffering from this hypersensitivity and this deep need for moreness in the world, if we were to go back to the regular space where we're not getting the more that we need to leave aside the substances, to leave aside the behaviors, to leave aside the attempts that we've had to self-medicate and get back to a place where I no longer need an extra element in my life, I no longer need that moreness, then I'm going to suddenly find the same disruption and the same frustration and the same difficulty. And it's going to lead me either to a quiet despondency, a hopelessness, or another attempt or a relapse into the attempt to find moreness from somebody else. We cannot deny the fact that the addict or the alcoholic at the core, prior to any behaviors, prior to any actual addiction, there is a deep and undying desire for a moreness that very few people in the world are capable of understanding. And if that moreness, that ode does not get fed to us, then we are going to consistently and constantly be seeking it out. So the answer is not to come away from a place of trying to get more, which we'll call addiction, and then coming back to a place of not needing more anymore, which would be recovery, but rather recovery and chuva is going to be a way that we're able to get the more that we need, but in a healthy way, in a way that's not going to destroy us. And so when we look, when we look at this process through the lens of shifting our expectations from ourselves, of freeing ourselves from what we assume the world needs from us and allowing ourselves to pay attention to what we need for ourselves and what God wants from us, so to speak, then we can reevaluate the position of what tshuva means and more importantly, what the process of recovery means. Instead of thinking that my experience in addiction, my experience in struggle was a falling away from the way things should be, and getting stuck in terrible situations, and now I need to pull myself out of there and get back to the way things were supposed to be, or the way things that should be, I have to free myself from that perspective, because what that will do, it will perpetuate the struggle, and it will perpetuate the discomfort that I feel internally. The different way of looking at things is as follows. 
yes, I have fallen away from the way things should theoretically be because my life has turned into a disaster. Because my attempt to find that moreness, my attempt to find the comfort that I so desperately seek has brought destruction. And we all know the destructive tendencies that come about through any attempt at self-medicating or at the mishandling of trying to figure out how to find ourselves in this life. So yes, we've fallen. Yes, we've broken down. Yes, we found ourselves in broken places. But the job is not to say, okay, now that I'm done with those broken places, let me get back to that place beyond brokenness, because there is no place beyond brokenness. The wisdom of the addict, the wisdom of the alcoholic prior to addiction is that the way things everybody else seem to be claiming things should go is simply not enough for me. That's not enough. I'm not going to be satisfied that way. So when we pull ourselves out and when we allow ourselves to elevate a little bit more into a place of recovery, of tshuva, of becoming ourselves, it's not that we're coming back to a place where I don't need more anymore, where I now have to function like everybody else. Adarabha, I am always going to be different, but now I'm going to find that the inner strength that I have to find more within my own life, to find more within reality, to find more from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's going to become my drug of choice. As we've said so often in recovery, that the cure to addiction is not simply removing oneself from addiction, it's becoming addicted to spirituality. It's recognizing that if I don't have that inner meaning in my life, then I'm not going to make it even a day in this world. So as we embark on this process of tshuva together, as we embark on this process of elul together, of what it means to return back to ourselves, what it means to return back to innocence, we have to be very, very careful with ourselves not to create some idealized desire to return back to a place without complication, to try and function, quote unquote, as normal people function, because the attempt to be that normal, not needing more, is never going to satisfy me. The addict or the alcoholic is tasked, is gifted with a neshama that seeks more out. And if I don't satisfy that need, if I don't address that need, then I'm always going to be uncomfortable. So for tshuva and for recovery to take place, we have to learn, how do I learn to find that moreness for myself? How do I learn not to erase myself, not to get rid of all of the things that make life hard for me, but how do I take all of those things that make life hard? How do I take all of those elements of my personality and elevate them back up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? How do I serve Hashem as myself? Not how do I become somebody else for Hashem, but how do I learn to take those parts that make me who I am and learn to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu with them? One of my favorite stories and coming from one of the most significant places is a tale of a student of Rabbi Yisrael Salanter who came to Rabbi Yisrael Salanter and said, Rebbe, I am struggling here. I am struggling because my head is not the way it needs to be. My mind is not the way it needs to be. And my body is not functioning the way it needs to be. And therefore, within the capitalistic system of how things should get fixed, this person said to his Rebbe, he says, but if I had the head of that person and the heart of that person and the body of that person, then I would be able to serve you properly. That idea, that idea still mimics the first way of looking at tshuva, that I'm broken because I am the way I am, and fixing will be to function as somebody else. But what Rav Yisrael Salanter said very carefully, and I believe that it's going to rest at the core of what we're going to be discussing, is that no, your head, your heart, and your body. Meaning to say that the desire to change, the desire to reorient myself, the desire to turn around, to pivot, and to think about myself, other people, and life in a different way, 
is not about changing who I am. It's not about erasing my previous experiences, but rather it is about learning a new way to look at myself, learning a new way to look at my deficiencies, learning a new way to look at the things I struggle with. And by looking at them in a new way and appreciating them in a new way and learning to satisfy them in a new way, I will come to find that not only are these things not problems in my life, but rather they are the very thing that makes me who I am, the Ezra Sashem. Thank you for joining the Possibly Speaking family. Possibly Speaking is brought to you by The Light Revealed, a social media publisher bringing messages of Jewish spirituality and recovery to whoever is looking for them. Our producer is Morty Schwartz. Our social media content team is Zoe Poznanski and Tehila Nisanian. And our music is by Zushio. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can give us a review and subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you get your podcasts. We love connecting with you, so please check out our website, thelightrevealed.org, and feel free to email us and Rev Joey at thelightrevealed at tlrfamily.org, or private message us on Instagram or Facebook at The Light Revealed. Thanks for joining, and we wish you the most blessed day in only revealed ways.